So one of my things that I want to talk to you about is how new people can get involved in the community here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Today I'm speaking with Mary Smathers. If you've lived in Osara or been involved with the community for a while, you probably know her from the tennis club, are serving on the library board, are at all types of community events. What you might not know is Mary is an author and she's recently published her second book. We're going to talk about her books, her career, and all types of fun stuff in this episode of the Nosara Podcast. Thanks for checking out the Nosara Podcast. My name is Rich Burnham. And I really enjoy talking to all kinds of different people about all different kinds of things. We have many different episodes available on the YouTube channel, Rich Burnham, or richburnham.com that have video, or you can get audio-only versions wherever you get your podcast. My name is Rich Burnham, and the podcast begins now. Mary, welcome to the podcast. It's good to finally have you on. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. Um, can I start with a thank you to you, Rich? I think um, I really appreciate the um, journalistic void that you have been filling for a couple years now in Osara. And uh, I don't know if, well, I know you know, but I don't know if everybody knows that I wrote for Vosta Nosada and then Vosta Guanacaste for over five years. And so I have a fond uh, spot in my heart for journalists and the news and features and um, and I stopped doing that. I wanted to do some other things. Plus, I was disappointed that the focus left Nosara. I felt like we kind of got forgotten by that um, entity, even though I'm a very big fan. Um, and uh, so I really appreciate what you filled in. And it, it's so important. The only news we get here is on Facebook pages and from your <laughs> podcast. Well, and hey, your podcast is a lot more accurate, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I wasn't really trying to become a journalist. And then Zach thought of the Nosara Times, which we still need to get to. I just, I just got so tired of social media gossip and just the crazy things that I saw. And then also the amazing things that I saw not click. And most people are just scrolling through their screens real quick. Like, all right, handsome guy or, or pretty girl or dog or baby good wave like it's like you know everyone's <laughs> moving so fast and then whenever the gossip came up it was always the same topic like it's the same topic same subject um or let me say that again it was always the same arguments over and over again year after year yeah. we had the same fights right. we fight about water then we fight about fires then we fight about funding for this or for that. Then we fight about real estate. Then we fight, we just fight about everything. And I'm okay with us fighting. I really am. I just want to advance the conversation. I want to get started talking about you because you've become not just a journalist for Vaz and that type of stuff. You're now writing books. And I think you just finished your second book. Is that correct? I did. I did. So that, that is correct. Yes. So this is it in this land of plenty. It's my first novel. And my second book, my, yeah, thank you. And my first book, uh, Fertile Soil, Stories of the California Dream of Short Stories. I published that over five years ago. And then I published the novel um, this last July. And it is, I'll do only one little sales pitch. It's available at La Bodega in Pelada and also at Oloalaya in South Guiones. So weird to say South Guiones, but that's the new name. I would still call it Maine Guiones. Um, and of course, online at Amazon and Apple and Kobo and Barnes and Noble and all kinds of places. So, so if you want to check it out. Tell us about your books and what, uh, tell us, 
tell her where, where it's coming from. Like what, what pulled you to this? Cause that's not a small novel. I just saw it. It's pretty big. So it is big. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm a lifelong Californian, Northern Californian until I came to Costa Rica and I grew up there and went to school, my career, everything in, in, um, the Bay area, uh, part of San Francisco Bay area, part of Northern California. So, and I grew up in Silicon Valley before it was really Silicon Valley. And so California has always fascinated me, the changes, why are people so innovative and creative? Um, it's a boom bust economy that's interesting and has been for a long time. So I've always just, and I'm a history buff. I taught, I was a, in education for many years, so I taught English and history. So I love all that stuff. And, uh, and I always wanted to be a writer. I had a whole other career in education, but I always wanted to write and to so have some journalism home. and all that. But I always wanted to write fiction, exactly. So when I moved to Nosara and left my education stuff behind, um, I could finally focus on it. Um, and so the first book was short stories, very influenced. I spent 30 years in public education in California. So the stories are a lot of these, uh, you know, teenagers with their stories and a, a elementary principal, a story of, you know, just trying, somebody trying to make their community better. And, um, and that, but I really was interested in the whole history of California. And so the novel is, um, it's um, a family saga, multi-generational family saga for those people who like, you know, the thorn birds and, you know, those long ones, um, the Russian novels, but hopefully a little clearer than some of those. And, um, and it starts with, there's a contemporary story, a current uh, a young person who lives in San Francisco, and she finds out that her DNA uh, test reveals she has a very different background than she thought she had. And so she goes and starts to investigate, well, how, how could I have Native Americans and Mexican and African-American blood? And I was told I was just totally white and Protestant um, for generations. So tell me about the tennis world. What's Probably. going on? So, you know, the tennis, the Nosara Tennis Club, uh, it was two courts in Pilata that many people now walk by on the trails. Um, and just behind La Luna have been there for like 45 years. They were part of the original American project that uh, Alan Hutchinson, I think, right, his name is, um, put together. And he, he envisioned, you know, golf courses and all this stuff. Fortunately for all of us, or many of us, we were happy. There's just two little courts. Um, and, and for many years, that was the only tennis here. Then later, Sammy, uh, Sam Carver, you know, built some courts. And then Calibri and um, Tennis Dan, who was here years ago, and Cherie built some courts there at um, by Cafe Dupree. So now we have a lovely little tennis community of several little tennis clubs. Um, and the Nosar Tennis Club is the one that my husband and I are the most active in. But we all support each other. We all go to each other's events. Enrique at Calibri comes and helps us out. And we help, he, you know, we all support each other and play tennis tell, together. Tell us um, about the most recent tournament. So we had a tournament. So we, the Nosar Tennis Club used to do three tournaments a year. It was too much. Everybody was doing tournaments. So we pared it down to one. Um, and this year, Alice and Mike Olson, who I know you've had Alice on, um, our tournament directors for the last couple of years. Nice. And we all agreed, okay, COVID, we're going to have a COVID safe tournament. I'm happy to say it's been a couple of weeks now, no incidents after that. Um, we had, I don't know how, a lot of 40, 50 people coming and watching and participating, very successful, a lot of fun. And everyone was so excited. We're doing another one uh, in uh, later on in February that'll be mixed doubles. This other one was doubles, um, men's and women's doubles. 
So, but the tennis club is really great in that it's tennis, you're outside, it's active. Not everybody here is a surfer, not everybody's a yogi here um, or a mountain biker, but um, it's, so it's, you know, another great activity, but it's also very social and people interact and meet people and it's all ages. Ed Cornblue, uh, a longtime member, is 94 years old, and he still plays several times a week. He'll go out and practice serves at noon in the heat, um, and all the way down to little kids. Um, so it's a really great community um, activity and event, and uh, uh, what do you call it, group. And when I first came here, that's where I first met a lot of my friends. You know, my just you know, blind tennis. You meet people, and um, so one of my things that I want to talk to you about is how new people can get involved in the community here. Cause I think it's really important to do that. And we have a lot of new people moving in permanently, short-term, long-term. Some people who thought they were coming for two weeks are now staying for three months because of COVID. And there's a lot of things here to, to get involved, to meet people, to interact, to contribute, to give back. I'm really interested in that. But tennis is just another one. Um, and we have, a, we have like over 50 members this year. Nice. Yeah, Nice. Great. Let's jump over to the Bibliotheca. Tell us about the library, why you're involved in it, um, and what's happening. Okay, um, so Beverly Kitson, who I'm thrilled you had on your podcast, I encourage everybody to watch that one, along with Alice Holton and Bobby Johnson episodes about Nosara's way you know, back in history and how it continues to change and grow. Um, Beverly um, developed the Bibliotheca David Kitson, um, which I'm involved with, that's why my name comes up that way, even though I am married. <laughs> um, uh, over 25 years ago, as a memorial to her husband, her, she and her husband worked and lived in Central, all over Central America for their whole careers and um, came here as a retirement uh, place, but had come for many years with their kids and all that. Um, and then very sadly, her husband passed away and um, she wanted to remember him with something more, as she says, than a park bench next to the soccer field, which somebody recommended. And she said, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And so she put together this library, uh, all basically all alone. She recruited her friends and neighbors to help fund it. And so she's created this thing for over these 25 plus years with private, private funds. It's not government funded. Um, she got land donated, she has a building, um, and then she now has, a, there's a collection of over 15,000 books in there. In there's a great place where people knew people would go to the library because they're not only in Spanish, they're also in English and in German and probably some other languages, I don't know. Um, so you can go to the library and check something out and then ask about community activities going on around there. It's really become a community center. You live in Ostianal and OCNLs went through a couple of different, is it gonna blow up or is it gonna, okay, no, it's not, or is it gonna take off? Or then if the bridge gets here, all of a sudden now everybody's gonna come. Um, to date, that explosion has never happened. And I want you to talk us through. Yeah, sure. So I um, I bought land, and my husband and I bought land in OCNL over 15 years ago, and our house is 10 years old now, literally, um, right now. We've been here for a long time and it's been very sleepy and stayed the same all that time. We were the fourth house in our development 10 years ago and only one little tiny house went in it since that time. 
until now, Rich. It's totally, it is, the change has come to OCNL. It's amazing. Um, because we know how much it's changed in Guiones and Nasara and uh, Garza, of course, the other end of the zone. I'm at the, the north end of the zone, and Garza's grown a lot, too. But OCNL has not. And um, now, in my little development, which is right near um, the main downtown, right near the soccer field and the school and so on, there are two brand new homes going in and one re, uh, remodel. So it has a new owner, and they're doing a big remodel. So um, that's big. And then next door in Mike Cawthron's development, the, everybody knows it as the Big Turtle Gate, NIMBU, that um, Mike developed that years ago and it's just been beautiful lots. And now, and you know, he was starting to sell them. And now there's four homes being built, very, very big homes. And one of them already done and people moved in full-time, um, people moved in. Um, so that's all, that's a huge change for us here in Ostinol. A lot of construction. The good thing is there's jobs. So Ostinol, um, like everywhere, struggles with jobs, but there's a lot of people working in the construction, people coming from San Manio and, um, and, and locals here working in the construction. And Nosar too, of course. There's construction everywhere. We all know the good stuff. So let's keep that kind of light. What's your favorite thing about Nosara? What's your least favorite thing about it? Oh, wow. Well, I always, oh, favorite thing. I mean, there's a lot of favorite things. I love the way the community comes together and looks out for each other. It's super diverse, but it comes together and, uh, you know, in these floods or whatever, it supports you know, you know, one of my favorite act um, things to support is the Bomberos. As you know, I've always I've been involved in Taste of Nostar for many years. I wrote about it for years in the newspaper, and then I, when I stopped writing the paper, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get involved. And so that's one of my example events. You know, it, it just it, everybody comes together. It's a win-win-win. It's good for the Bomberos. It's, everybody loves coming together. It's good for the restaurants. Because another favorite thing is our amazing restaurants. Yep. We have amazing restaurants. What do you dislike about Nasara? Like, what's the bad side of it? Oh, Nasara. Well, I mean, the growth is kind of uncontrolled. And so we now have traffic. And I am concerned about safety and traffic with people driving too fast and not slowing down and living the Pura Vida way. Maybe some people come here and forget why they're here. That makes sense. So you, you've been living here mostly for 10, 10 years, you've been coming here for 15. Yep. Are you going to keep coming back or has it had its day? Oh my God, no, this is one of my homes. I have two homes. I feel very fortunate that I have two amazing homes. I mean, you know, I'm very lucky. And this is, oh no, this is my home. I love it here. I have friends, my community. I'm involved in lots of activities you heard about. It's peaceful and green and it's a great place to write um sometimes it's hard it's a little hot i have to turn on the air conditioning to keep going and not just want to take a nap <laughs> but no no this is uh this is one of my homes thanks mary very much for coming on it's a pleasure to have you here no problem thanks so much for all you do red really appreciate it Hey, thanks for watching this episode. We have a whole bunch of episodes on richburnham.com or my YouTube channel, Rich Burnham. And if you want audio only, go to wherever you get your podcast and check out the Nosara podcast with Rich Burnham.